On today's episode, Dave interviews actor Michael Coleman. Michael has appeared on American Wedding and Employee of the Month. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. Um, so we just start. There's no, uh, hey, what's happening? What's Great. Going what the fuck is going on? I like your style. I don't, I don't care, you know. I was talking about, Kakoski was just here. Oh, cool. What a fucker he is. Yeah, yeah, he's an old jerk. Douchebag. You know, fuck face. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he really is. I mean, it was like, he pre- he pretended to enjoy himself the entire ah. time he was here. And <laughs> That's I a real like, bag of dicks move right there. And, and, he, and he, held, he held it for the entire interview. Because I kept thinking, I'm like, okay, dude, you can let it go. You can right. let it go right now. Right. You can let it go. Let that and he didn't. Go. He didn't. He didn't. And then he said shit. It was like, oh, I guess that's interesting. I suppose that's funny. You've, you're an interesting person. Hmm. And it kept going on. And then after an hour, we're like, I can't take it anymore. Right. So I stopped it. <sighs> At some point, this is going to end too, but know that that's the school. You don't have to go anywhere. You can just stay here. Do you have to go to your class? I have to go to my class, but, and I'm here. Um, so yeah, we just start. Great. And then when we're done, we just be done. Right. Uh, and that's, that's it. Right. Where are you coming from right now? From work. Where's that? Building stuff for different people. Mm-hmm. How often are you doing that? More lately. Mm-hmm. More lately, because the business has been rough. Uh, the so business of, of the show? Acting and show, yeah. Business of show? The circus, which I ran away to join here in L.A. <laughs> How long have you been here? 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. And you work pretty regularly. I, I yeah, I did. I'm has not, this been a slow year? It has. And what about improvising? You're, you're still doing that, right? I have a hand in a little bit, but I don't do as many shows as I used to. Mm-hmm. We miss you, man. I know. I, I got to get back into it, I guess. You got to <laughs> get back into it. Oh, but you're doing the show with, uh, with Joel. If you want to put that down there. You don't oh, thanks, it. man. Um, you're doing the show with Joel? Yeah. Yeah, we do that every couple, every other week or right. so. Right. I like those guys so much. Yeah. I like those guys so much. And did you know those guys from Chicago? Um, I knew who they were. I mean, I kind of knew them, but mm-hmm. they were like ahead of me and in, in uh, you know on the scene, so I was more of a fan. Right, right. So, and so when you came out here, you started to mix up with those guys a lot more than I. Um. Yeah. Well, not 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 Joel and Mitch and those guys. That took a little while, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, um. I was hanging around with Pete, which I did in Chicago. Pete Holney? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's great. God damn it. Like, all those guys are so good. Yeah, it's... We have a lot of... We have a good time just hanging out. Like, if we're building something together, it's... Right. It's just bits of plenty. Right, it, know, is it just doesn't stop. But it, it's that, and it's also, like, there's such an appreciation that everybody has for everybody else. Right. Uh, and that's... That's... I think that's all that matters. It seems like that's all that matters. Yeah. Because you could be working your ass off all the time, and if you don't like who you're working with, that can't be fun. No, that has to be, you know, very bittersweet, I guess. Right, right. Because there's such an ease about when you do shows or a movie or anything with certain people, you know, from back home, or have the kind of uh, Chicago aesthetic, even if they didn't grow up there. And this is such an ease, a shorthand. You just feel so good about it. And you leave so fulfilled, you know. There is that ease that we have with each other, and I and because I'm not, I'm only me. I don't know if you know that. I'm oh. just me. 
Um, because I'm only me, I don't know how, how other people deal with it, but I know that if I click with somebody, it's probably they're one or two generations from Chicago, or at least having that, um, uh, the, uh, uh, the work ethic. Yeah. And I don't mean to say work ethic like, you really do your work. It's like, there's just a work ethic that you right. have. Right, um, There's an openness, there's a connectedness, there's a, uh, there's a let's fucking do thisness. Right. You know? And I love that about it. Yeah. I love that about it. And there's also something where when I think about you, there's, there's, man, there's just some ease. Cause I don't, I don't, <laughs> something's hit me. I don't ever remember, I don't ever remember you getting into an argument on stage. Do you? I, no, I, I don't, I try not to. I try to avoid that. Uh huh. Cause it's just gonna kill it. Right. <laughs> and you say yes to shit all the time. Do you remember the scene that you did a scene with Jenna? And it was at the old I.O. space on Santa Monica, I believe. And <laughs> it's so funny. And Jenna just like yells at you like, I haven't come in so long. And you're like, I, yeah, you, you haven't. It's like, and then you said, did you try the Whirly gig or something like that? Or I don't remember what it was. It was like, yeah, I tried that. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry that you haven't come in that long of a time. And it's like, you just, it's one of those beautiful moments that you, like, but it says a lot about you. It says a lot about Jen and everybody's going, what did they just talk about? What are they talking about? <laughs> Jenna. I love Jenna. I love working with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's great. So smart. So fast. But also so open. Yes. You know, really, really open. And you know that you could say something about, you could say something to Jenna Jolovitz, say something uh, uh, to her and she's going to take it and run. Yeah. Yeah. And the guys that you're working with, uh, Holney and uh, 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 Pat Finn, another prick from way back. Oh, man. Real bag of dicks, that guy. <laughs> take one dick, throw him in a bag, a sack. Exactly. With a bunch of other dicks. And that's, that's Pat. Neil Flynn. Oh, another one. Right. All these guys, and it's also there's this Irish shit that goes on between. Yeah, them all. yeah, I know. We have our we have our Irish mafia. <laughs> exactly. Not a Jew in the midst of you. No, which is weird. But... It's weird being out here and being an improvisation. How did you? What? Like, how did you guys? How did you guys fucking find each other? Well, that Pete and Neil thought up that show. Uh, and, the uh, beer shark mice. Yes. Yeah. They thought that up. And uh, they used to be roommates right up the street here on Gower. Mm -hmm. you know, it was Pete's apartment, but Neil came out here and stayed with Pete, and they were roommates for a while. And, and uh, I, I don't know if it was then or that you know planted the seed to do it, but right. we would do the Monday show, which is the Armando, you know, that right. was on Mondays and Old Space and the New Space. And but back then it was at on Santa Monica, and but they had already done it at. The uh, Stella Adler upstairs. I, right. th I think you guys were there. Yeah, yeah. At Stella actually. Adler. Right. And when, um, when 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 Charter first came out, right? Right. And then it moved to the complex on Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah. And Paul was in charge. Paul right. Valcourt. Paul right. And uh, so we would do those shows, and people would come and go. I mean, there were so many good players. It was crazy. Crazy. How and, many uh, good players. There were. Yeah. And I remember. I remember. I think Colbert lived out here, and I remember being at an audition at the old West Side. Colbert was, I think it was right before he was doing all that Mr. Goodwrench. He was like the spokesman for Mr. Goodwrench. Was he really? Yeah. And he was great at it. But <laughs> uh, he had a blue, like, uh, kind of lab coat, and he would break it down. Like, I'm here at Mr. Goodwrench. 
you know, to see what kind of break work that you can, you know, whatever. He was just fantastic, of course. But I remember being with Pat Finn uh-huh. at the Old West Side, and Colbert was there for something else auditioning, and Pat's like, yeah, you should crash on this one. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here for this. And and uh, and then he goes, yeah, Pat's like, no one will know. He's just crash. It was like something stupid, like Dan and Yogurt or whatever. So Colbert, Colbert crashes, and uh, some very upset casting assistant or woman comes out and she's like mm-hmm okay you're a salesman you're a dad salesman dad who's colbert who's colbert you're not on my list colbert and we're just like busted school children he's like oh i just thought you thought nothing something like that just it's abusive in the cacophonous old west side casting right, right. and uh and then he, she sent him packing and then like months later he's like you know you know he was already insanely successful and talented but like she sent him packing some, I love that. You know, real jerky, you know, like thing. And Pat and I were like, oh, we talked him into it. <laughs> he just got dressed down, you know. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Colbert? Who's Colbert? And he's like, uh, Colbert? You're not on my list, Colbert. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the old west side over there, that cacophonous place that you had to drive to. Like, always like rounds. Oh, right. Trying to park. Over and, by the Staples. There yeah. were the Staples over yeah, there. Yeah, and then a strip club tucked in over right, there. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and all the shit that we go through. And you know what? A lot of people said, um, uh, I remember when I f- was first starting out in, 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 th- in theater in Chicago, like as a professional, and I remember thinking, I'm not going to do commercials. I'm not going to be that kind of an actor. Right. And nowadays I'll go, I'll fucking take anything. I'll take that commercial. I made a lot of money on commercials. I, I'm vested in the union because of the commercials. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't, I've done television. I've done, um, I've done television. I've done, um, commercials. I've never done movies out here. I've never, I don't think, I've never done one movie out here. Oh, you, come on, you have, right? No, I haven't. I, all my movies have been from Chicago. I haven't done one fucking movie out here. Wow, that's. I don't have an agent as well. Oh. You know, but I gave that up. But even before that, I'm like, I'm, I, right. I don't have an agent, and I and and I don't feel. What do you? What's your relationship with the agents? You I know? I have I have them, and then lose them. Right. Presently, mm-hmm. I don't have one. Right. And I had a really good manager, and he left to go be a children's manager in New York. Uh huh. But, you know. How do you, How do you feel about that? Um. What is it like? Is it a, because at first I'm like, oh, my self esteem is crushed, and then after a while I go, you know what? If you don't get me, then you don't get me. That's all. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I kind of feel the same way, and certain like if if I'm not wanted at a place, then I'm like, well, why am I here? You right. Know? So right. And some people have no problem. Like, like I don't care if they want me or not. I'm just I'm just gonna keep calling them, <laughs> I'm bugging them. Colbert, 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 Colbert. Right, right, right. You're not and, on my list. Uh, but at, but that's that's that. You know, some people are really fucking driven like that. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not that guy. At first, I was crushed, going, "Why do they like me? What's wrong with them? Like me?" Right. But now, I'm like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter because I know who I am. Right. And I also have shit that I could fall back on. Right. Um, like my commercial agents are great. Yeah. They are great. Who are you with? I'm at PBR. Okay. I'm yeah, at I'm CU. Uh, my commercial agents are great. I and the great thing about them is, somebody there was an, another agency that said we want you for voiceover work and we want you, uh, we want you for voiceover work. I'm like great, uh, but we also have to take you for commercial work. Like okay, fine. Mm-hmm. And then I so I told my agent, you know, I figured commercials are unlimited. They didn't care. And they're like, well, what do you mean you're going? Right. I'm like, 
oh, well, I'm going over here. Well, why wouldn't you talk to us about that? <laughs> I was like, because I didn't think you cared. I was like, why wouldn't you think they cared? And I and they're right. Right. They were right. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't respect that relationship, and because I didn't respect that relationship, they were really hurt. And if I had a problem with it, I should have said something to them. Yeah. But I didn't. Because the, the, the rule of thumb usually with, with managers and agents is, yeah, fuck them before they fuck you. And it's like, that's not worth it. Yeah, it's funny, like if you watch, you know, and you, if the infomercial is on a, a lot, but like the best of Carson. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. And it reminds me of being a kid and all of these stars, not all of them, but a good amount would be like, well, I stopped by my agent. And uh, after he took my money, you know, like just complaining about him in the 70s and watching as a little kid like, wow, these agents, they must be terrible, you know, whatever. So it must be the oldest story in the world, like actors complaining about agents. So it's like, uh, well, it it is an old story. As you're saying, it's an old story. In my mind, I'm thinking there's got to be there had to be. In silent movie time, yeah, certainly, sure. agents going, or vaudeville saying, look, Sid, I just need a job. Just send me to Kankakee. Can I, can I do a dog and pony show in Kankakee? Can I? Right. And uh, If and, there's something for a little girl, you send me. Exactly. <laughs> Giant man. Old woman, I want to be in the room. Exactly. Right. Fine, right. go. Just get out of my office. And, and, and at the end of the day... Like I, 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 this keeps coming up over and over and over again. Like, like when you find out who you are and just keep following that, you're going to keep working. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's been so many people who sat in the in, in that chair that you're sitting in right oh. now, and the conversations that we've had um, in regards to people thinking, "I'll never work again. I'll never work again. This is the last gig I'm ever going to get," and how debilitating that is, you know. Um, and the fact that you're you're a craftsman and an artist in that way, that you, you there's not a desperation that you have when you're coming into the room, is that true? Yeah, I'm yeah I'm fine. I mean, because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm I literally tell people like I have to leave, and they're like, well, it'll only be a few more minutes. I'm like, no, I took the doors off of this person's house, and now it's getting dark, and I have to go back. I right. took their doors off because I'm changing all the locks and fixing them. Right. So I have, to, and all my tools are out. So I'm, I'm leaving. Right. I can't wait here any longer for Charmin. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or whatever. Right. Or to play a, you know, second teacher who chimes in like, "You kids can't be over there." <laughs> exactly. Like, really? You can't pick somebody out of this pile of pictures of super talented people. And that's what I feel too. And I'm always shocked that, that like, when, certainly when I was here when I was younger, and I, I and it'd be. Um, a five or under, I was going to say two or under. Yeah, right. <laughs> two or under. <laughs> um, a five line or under part and how upset I would get if I didn't get it and how I would go to CBS Radford and just sit and wait to audition over there and wait and wait and wait and wait yeah. and wait and wait and wait for that, here are your bags, Mr. Reynolds line. You know, here are your bags, Mr. Reynolds. Like, yeah. Great. It's like, Exactly. Heidi yeah. Ho. Don't don't do that at the end. I like that take, but don't don't do the don't do the Heidi Ho. It's yeah, not the, in there. Right, and the know. object hat tip. Please don't do that. You're <laughs> right. like, oh, right. right. And and after a while, you go. After a while, for me, I felt I'm. I don't. Why am I worrying? Why am I worrying about that? No one's going to remember that. I won't remember that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I can see. I can see your point of view, though. Why you would get upset? I mean, you would come from a place where you guys wrote your own shows, right? Rehearsed, tightened them up, rehearsed some more put it out there, tighten them up some more, and ran for eight, nine months. Right. And then wrote a new show on the back end. Right. With reams of material to remember, old and new. Mm-hmm. 
it must be very, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I've, I've done shows, you know, but like, you know, if you miss a couple lines in Manson the Musical, I think you're going to be okay. <laughs> I mean, you guys did set shows with, you know, <coughs> packed houses, you know, right. down right. the street there. And, you know, it's, you know. You well, there is something to that as well. And yet there was a learning curve that had to be changed. The learning curve was essentially, um, I'm no longer performing in front of 400 people eight, eight times a week. Right. Now I'm performing for 10 people and we're like, what, we got 10? We yeah. got 10 people out there. That's right. awesome. Right. Right. But those, that muscle though, that, those skills you developed, you're like, well, listen, I, I can do so much more than here are your bags, Mr. Reynolds. Right. da 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 you know? <laughs> There's the hat thing. You know? Yeah, we talked about that before. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I guess I won't be asked back. Um, but so that to, to you know push that down or kind of not use all that, that must be tough is my, is yeah, my point. Yeah, yeah. Again, you know? it's a learning curve. You go, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? But you're not doing anything wrong. It's a different, it's, it's a different muscle. Yeah. And I remember coming out here and I remember one casting director um, say to my agent, Dave Rosowski still thinks that he's on main stage, but this is for a movie. And I thought, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Um, but after a while, I felt like I'm taking this shit personally, and it's not personal. Right. It's just not personal. So it's just business, Michael. Exactly. Yeah. It's just business, Michael. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. It's just yeah. business. Gotta understand. Yeah. It was you, Fredo. Um, but after a while, uh, to find to find what you're really out here to do, that's what keeps coming back to me. Right. Like, to find what it is that you're out here to do. Right. Because we're all out here to do something different. And, um, you know, Betty's out here doing something different. Chris is out here doing something different. Noel is out here yeah. doing something different. All these people that we know, these great artists I know. that have found a different voice of who it is that they are out here. Right. And have evolved. And But also we're talking about, like, those, those people that I just mentioned, they're open to what's this next thing. And they're not staying in their house going, because there's, what's the point of that? Right, right. And we will work because we do and we have. And you've got a house and a mortgage and all that stuff. But there's not a sense of panic. Yeah, sometimes there is. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I would imagine. But the things that you, you I would imagine that, that those dark nights and then you wake up in the mornings here and you're like, I'm going to, okay, let's just go to work. Yeah, that's all. Just go back to work. Yep. Go back to work, and it's nice to work, and and your work on the factory, I got that right. Why did yes. I just send this out wrong? Um, was was strong, and man, again, like who it is that you are, you got to do that. That was great. That was that was so much fun, and we we had such. It was just so such a good time, and it felt good every time you left set. You were like, man, that was. Just to, you know, when we would stay and watch each other's scenes or people who would come and do the show, I'm like, I'm just going to stay. And they're like, you can go. I'm like, no, I know. I'm going to stay and watch. Of and course, right. We just thought it wouldn't end. And it was just over so fast. Yeah. Because you know, we had all, you know, thought of more at Mitch's request. Like, think up some more stories Mitch for Rouse. the uh, spine of, uh -huh. you know, this show, you know. And maybe we can, you know, because he had thought of a zillion more. Right. You know, that guy. And uh, yeah. <laughs> just prolific. And, and uh you know, we just thought, well, you know, and then this will happen, and then this person will play this. And, right. You know, with all respect, casting lady, you're very nice, but we probably don't need you because we're just going to ask for these people. Exactly. So just get them Renee for Renee Albert? Come Renee on. Renee is, that's, she's so funny. It's crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> A tall, like, what, she's six foot something, right? Yes. Um, she's blonde. Um, she's 
as as uh, as Joe List once said, um, I say this with all I fucking love her. I got just a, such a crush on her. But Joe List had a line like, "This is gonna come off bad, but I don't mean it to sound like this." Or just get it, get out. She was built when meat was cheap. Like she's got like like they're fucking like that. Wait, am I wrong? You know, not I'm not calling her fat. I'm just saying that. Look at that. That is a substantial. That is a statuesque blonde yes. lady who can like. It was a mouth like a truck driver. Right. And she gave, she had this phrase that, um, that's just a horrible phrase, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, man gravy. Renee would say man gravy? Man, would she, Says Renee man would gravy? say, Renee would say, it's like, oh, there's, I was left, you know, sort of like I was left holding, it was like my palms were so greasy, it was like I was holding man gravy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like you got a man that's gonna make some gravy, man gravy, and, and like going what 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 what? But and and she plays the accordion. Yes, very well, very well. Yeah, but, and 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 I don't know if you ever heard. I, mean, I know you have, but she's got dirty fucking accordion songs that she sings. You know, but it goes back to the idea of no casting lady. We have everybody that we need. Yes, everybody. Mike, it's crazy how many talented people we know. It really is. It really is. And how much we love each other. I know. I know. It, it's, it's crazy to get your mind around it. Right. I try to explain this. Like, I don't teach like, like you do. You teach way more. I teach uh -huh. a seminar or two a year through uh -huh. the theater. You know, um, there's people who are way better at it, at teaching, and just very, they just have a great gift for it. I don't. I'm a good coach, like a team coach. Uh -huh. that's, that's what I'm better at. But if I teach a class, part of the festival or whatever, I try to impart on them or they ask me and I'll, and I'll say, you know, there was a time in Chicago where <laughs> the people that were there sitting in an audition room, you know, for Kentucky Lottery, it, it, it would, it blows your mind. Like, you're kind of like, there's, there were all the Steppenwolf people and the Remains people right. who are in, doing like insane shows and they're all on TV now. And then there were all these comedy people who are just the fabric of comedy today. You're like, they're like, like who? I'm like, Rosowski, uh, Brian McCann, uh, Brian Stack, right. um, John Glazer, mm -hmm. the delocated guy. I'm like, yes, the right. delocated guy. Right. Uh, you know. Right. 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 <laughs> Pete Holney. Pete Holney. Pete Gardner. <clears throat> uh, uh, Pasquazi. Pasquazi. Right. Um, and uh, 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 Carell and Colbert. Like, right. I always have to bring up their Paul names Dinello. too. Paul Dinello. Right. Uh, you know. I mean, and these are just the guys. Andy Richter. Right. Andy uh, Richter. Well, and and. and Boy, that's like look at that. Yeah. And and how the fuck did that happen? It was just this weird like moment, you know. It did seem like a weird moment. And were you were you at the annoyance twenty fifth? I can't remember. I, no, was, I, couldn't I couldn't make it. I couldn't make it. I heard it was great. It was really great, Mike. And 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 you were such like you are such a part of the fabric of that place. That I mean, literally building the walls to it, but also figuratively building the walls to that as well. And to look at, at what what went down, not what went down, but look at what was built up at the annoyance. And look yeah. at all the stuff that went on from that. Yeah. You know, like Jill Soloway, Faith Soloway, like, like all those people. Sure. And how um, uh, Susan found her voice and uh, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Furman, Furman. right? So right. funny, and and those and these are people that that don't have uh, that aren't out here in L.A. Right, 
But if you look at Ed Furman, I just want to smile at him. You oh, know, yeah. Ellen Stone King, the work that she does out yes. there, too. Yep. And these people are just unfolding, unfurling. They're evolving. They're artists in their own right at the place that they are at. And there's no need for them, or I don't know why they don't come out here. That's okay, too. Yeah, sure. Um, they don't need to come out here. Yeah. And that, and they don't need to come out here. And I think that's really important for people to go, well, if you really want to make it, you've got to go to L.A. Right. I don't know that that's true. I don't think it's I don't think it's true, and especially now it isn't true, because you can really make anything you want anywhere. Right. It's so DIY. Right. I mean, and and it it'll look great. Right. You can keep your voice. If it goes to the next level and people want to get in and kind of take you along or network wise, there will be meddling most probably. Right. It's just a sad truth well because it's not your money and you can't call the shots right. on it or you can just keep it going the way you had it going right you know stay in well, chicago make you know episodes webisodes right and people will come in chicago they will come they'll come and they'll come on the internet you'll be a part of paid content you right know, that... and who knows where it's going but uh, and, and, I, a big thing for me and i talk about it so much on this podcast is if you feel that you're being shut out you're not being shut out. You're just being directed into somewhere else. Yeah. And I know that, that that's one of those kind of, if you want to think of it like, oh, that's Dave and his weasel words, you know. But at the, <laughs> at the end of the day, you're never not anywhere. You're somewhere standing in front of something else. Right. And to be able to go, what, where is it that I am right now? And what is it that I do? Because right now I might be comparing myself to somebody else. And that's why I'm stuck because I'm not that person. I am this person who has to do this, who gets to do this unique thing. Yep. And that unique thing is unique because you're doing it. And you look at Mitch and you look at Mitch Rouse and you look at Jay Leggett and those guys. You were in that movie too, right? Uh, yeah, I played a little part in uh, the, uh, What's the name Employee of the, of the Month. Uh, but what, didn't, then were you, weren't you just in the one that, were you in the one that they just did here? Well, they did a prison pr- one? Yeah, uh, Merck and Penal. They did a, like a, like a pilot on their own. That's, that was a pilot. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you were call- part of that too. Yes, I was. But those two guys, they're partners, right? Yes. I don't mean to say that they're lovers. They may be. Oh. Oops. Oh. Shouldn't I say that? We got that out. Was there? Um, was there? Oh, man, they, did they have a party? Because I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't asked. No. Oh yeah. man. Anyway, this town. Um. <laughs> so Jay and Mitch do their own thing all the time. Yes. Yes. And they don't see something going you can't do that you can't do that you can't do that i mean jay leggett is just one guy who's like all these ideas that come out oh yeah he's prolific right you know and he's just you know always ready i mean if he's cornered draw a door right you know that's (laughs) it right right if he's cornered draw a door that's it if you're cornered draw a door that's all yeah the purple crayon (laughs) um but it's it's so interesting to me that so many people that we know are still doing this because they drew a door. Right. And there's some people that go, how do I draw a door? It's like, fucking just do it. Well, there are people, I mean, myself sometimes, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you hear it when you talk to people and you feel it yourself. You're like, I I don't know anymore. Right. I've drawn so many fucking doors. Uh, (laughs) I'm lost. It's like the second matrix. It's key masters there. There's like 8 million doors. But... (laughs) <laughs> you just got to wait, think, and then draw another one. I think a really important thing is that wait. Mm-hmm. Is wait. Just wait. Because it's always worked out. Yeah. And it's also the, the, commu- the social community that, we, that we're in, too. Yeah. Um, are you, you guys are close to what I call Comedy Corridor, aren't you? With all those people that are over there? Keckner and... Are you near those guys? I'm, I'm near 
I'm closer to Pat uh, Finn. Right. So we're close, but now in between Pat Finn and uh, and I, or Betty and I, are uh, are the stacks. They they live like directly right between us. So now we're making our own comedy corridor. <sighs> I love that Brian Stack. There's another fucker. So bag funny. Of dicks. Oh. Oh, so funny. And his wife. I know. Miriam, like crazy funny. I know. Is Miriam working? I mean, is she is she is she working? And what I don't mean to say. You know what I mean? No, I'm, no, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think, you know, getting here to town after being in New York, I think she's trying to, you know, find, it out. find out which stuff she right. wants to do most. Right. You know, and, and God, so funny. Both there. those people. Like, like I remember seeing Brian on uh, on an ETC. Brian Stack, he writes now on Conan. And um, I remember seeing Brian on ETC and just going, thinking, who is that guy? Oh, Look yeah. Look how charming he is and how smart he is. Yeah. And, 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 and anybody, like, you and... Um, uh, you and Pat and Brian, like you guys, rise above everyone because there's you just want to play with, with people like you. And I really believe Thank that. You. I really believe that. I, you just want to play with people like you. And there's also what you have. Um, you have a mind that Scott Allman has the same kind of mind. A mind for minutia and little stupid details, just like unnecessary. One would think. Why do you know where Tom Zach Dodge was? Right, you know that, right, and the name of that oil, you, you know what I mean? Sure. Or that car and what that looked like and yeah. all that stuff. Why? Um, I think one of the things is you you notice shit, and then you talk about it. I know that's simple, but I think a lot of people aren't present to that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It's all right there. So if you just. Stay right there in the scene. Right. You really don't need to jump ahead. No. And it, people do it successfully. They jump ahead to the next joke. I don't know how to do that. I what? mean, for me, I think that if you're going to jump ahead to the next joke, why are you jumping ahead? Why are you in such a hurry to jump ahead? I don't know. I don't think they know why. Right. But they've become skilled enough improvisers to be able to do it. I'm not. If you're going somewhere and I'm not there, then you leave me behind. Mm-hmm. If you jump ahead, you've jumped over me. Yeah, but you're a skilled enough improviser that you won't see it from the state from the audience. Right. You'll you'll be like whatever, but you know to yourself like well, I don't know. Right. How did we get here? <laughs> you're shooting off a flare, man. How did we get here? Why did yeah. it happen? How did we get yeah. here? Uh, are you? Do you do a lot of the festival things? Here and there, I do some of it. Uh, I was doing a show called Celebrity, which was kind of like a deconstructed. I call it like a deconstructed, like dream kind of thing because you took the life of a real celebrity who was there. Yeah, who was, yeah. Who, who, who we would get, uh-huh. and we would ask questions. The audience would ask questions about their life, and then we would make that celebrity the assistant to a faux celebrity that the audience created. That's really smart. Yeah, that's Brian, really Brian smart. Gaddis thought that show up, uh-huh. and I did that for a long time. And it had a really good cast: Wendy Molyneux, Jeff Drake, Adrian Wenner. Right. Uh, Betty, uh, myself, Gaddis, of course. Right. And uh, different players would come and go. Now, I think they kind of have retooled. I stopped doing it. Um, uh, but it's very funny. And the, the celebrities couldn't be just more, just just wonderful people. You know, Elizabeth Banks did it a couple times. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and, you know, she's just, you know. The idea of they play the, they play the assistant. Right. Um, and I think that that's just so important that 
Because um, I remember, uh, did you do the Real Life Brady Bunch? Yeah, I did. I did parts, did. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't in the full, you know, one of the kids or uh, anything, but I would come and go. Uh, do you remember, um, oh, what's her name? She was part of the Brady Bunch, and she was really in the Brady Bunch. And uh, Eve Plum? Eve Plum. Yeah. So Eve Plum was in an episode that I was in, but she didn't play the part that she played, which was one of the jobs. She played like this hip assistant right, in right. the- uh, Johnny this, Bravo? The Johnny Bravo episode. Yeah. And she was, we played together in that. Yes. And um, Kakowski was just talking about the, mystif- the demystifying celebrity-ness. Yeah. And the idea that Eve Plum is a human being and Elizabeth Banks is a human being. Yeah. She's not this thing that we elevate her and so that we can't connect her in that way because that doesn't do anybody a service. Right. Right. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. I mean I'm I'm not de- like I get starstruck out here. Some people are like, "Eh." Uh-huh. You know, like, you know, whatever, whoever, like the guy from, I saw Richard Mull, the guy from Night Court. He was taking a dump in an alley. It doesn't matter anymore. You know, something like that. You're like, you know, that's Bull from Night Court. Show some respect. You're like, eh, it doesn't matter. You know, something stupid, you know, whatever. But I get starstruck when I see people. But it is weird, like certain, like, like rock and roll people to me elevate, like certain rock and roll people. Like if you run into them or see them, you're like. Like a literal rock and roll. Person. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're like, oh. Holy shit, you know, like I do anyway. Like Iggy Pop. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Like Iggy Pop up close is very small and yeah. he, he looks every day of his sixty something years. One years. Yeah. Like <laughs> exactly. He's not miles. that young guy without the shirt on that's all muscle yeah, yeah. that you think of all and sinew. Right, uh, exactly. He's, you know, he's just one sinew thing. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I can see that, you know, I mean, especially when if you're in a scene with someone right. and they walk and, and as they should. If you're as you if, should. A star of a uh-huh. show of let's say TV, they should walk over and say, "Hey, how are you?" Right, exactly. You know. Well, I remember when I did. Um, uh, man, my mind is just so spacey these days. Um, when uh, what was the show that uh, Two and a Half Men guy, Martin Sheen? Martin, yeah, Charlie John Sheen. Charlie, Charlie Sheen? Sheen took over for Michael J. Fox on Spin City. Spin City. Yeah. So I had uh, I had a a like a week on Spin City. Mm-hmm. And everyone in that cast was so nice. I couldn't get over it. Like I walk over, oh, so I walk onto the set and Heather Locklear um, is waving at somebody behind me. So I'm walking on for a table read and she's waving at somebody behind me and, and she keeps waving at this person behind me and I sit down at the table and she goes, what, you don't wave back? I'm thinking, oh, there was nobody behind me. She was waving at me. And she's like, you gotta be friendly to people. I was like, that's wow. so awesome. And then Charlie Sheen and I, you know, we, we snuck cigarettes backstage <laughs> and smoking. I haven't thought about this in a really long time. And uh, the guy that played the mayor, um, Brian, bah, bah, um, he was Brad in uh, the, um, why am I not remembering these things? Uh, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, yes. What's his name? Anyway. He was, he was like, at the end of the, the week, he said, I'm so sorry. We did not talk. We didn't connect at all. Come sit uh, and let's have lunch right now. Like, are you, what, what's happening? Right. What's happening? Right. Because these guys had to be nice in that way. Yeah. Because we, they didn't have to be, but they, why not? Yeah. Why be a douchebag? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said to me once that the good shows treat their guest stars and, and you know, 
players who come in well because if they're good, they provide a spark that reinvigorates the cast who are always together anyway. Right. And that gets a little dull. Right. And if you treat your guest stars well, it like, you know, they reinvigorate, you know, the scenes. And Why they make wouldn't it you fun, want to do you that? Yeah. You've done the middle a couple times, right? Have uh, you? I haven't done the middle, no. What are, you haven't done the middle? No. It's only a matter of time. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> right. I hope so. Right. But that seems to be a show that everybody, like, I, I would think that you'd walk onto that show and, and it would have that feeling. Yeah, I, I, I think from what I've been told, yeah, I mean, Patricia Heaton's really nice. Right. Neil, Neil, of course, is, you know, the consummate, you know, such a stage actor, actor who's such very great, professional. So great. Yeah. And you forget, of his, you forget his training. Yeah. Because he's so, he's so present. Yes. Neil Flynn is so present and focused. And when I think of him on stage, I, think, I, I see him as this, as this rock. Yeah. You know, he's just so substantial and present. Yeah, it's 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 hard to ever, um, you know, knock him out of uh, you know his groove, you know. Right, and when you're working with people like that, you can't help but join in on that groove. Yes. Yeah, and that goes back to an ensembleist drawn cast and just fucking being nice to people. Yeah, yeah, and respecting you know what it is and you know recognizing what th- that's the other thing too. Like with time came like oh I see what Dave's doing. This is Dave's got you know Dave's got the ball, but you know right you know let's get you know let's block for him right let's run let's let him run because we get all up. we all win not that we have to win or lose but right. we want to keep playing the game right because it doesn't matter I know that this is like out here it doesn't matter I don't I don't there is no winning yeah. it's just let's keep playing the game right and the game the the game is going to change I know the game is going to change because it's already changed the game used to be let's be famous that was the game. And the game was, um, well, the game was probably let's get on stage. Then the game was let's get our equity card. And then the game was let's get on main stage. Well, that was never important to me. But it was like, for me, I felt like let's just keep playing the game. And how do we keep playing the game? We keep looking at it from a point of view of this is fun. Because when it stops being fun, I don't want to play this game anymore. Right. I have a stomachache. I got to go. Exactly. Exactly. Or you look at it like... Um, I know that when the big thing for me about leaving Second City was when I started to call going to Second City something different and and this is what I would start when I started calling it I have to go to work right I was like oh I gotta go I have to be done because I'm this isn't work this is not work I don't go to work I haven't worked since you know I I would I I had a job um, there was a Recycling a bottle recycling plant that my dad got me a job at when I was 16 and they had a fire in the back of the warehouse and it was 1700 on Western and there was a fire in the back of the warehouse and it was a summer job and I had to take the bus there and I had to shovel broken glass into a dumpster <laughs> in an unair conditioned August warehouse. So like North Avenue and Western? Around that, around that, around that area. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, around that area. And I had to take a bus there. Yeah. <laughs> And it was like, I was always late, and I was like, fuck all this. But I don't want to work anymore. Yeah. In that way. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And when you start, when you start looking at like, oh, what a hassle, everybody feels it. Everyone feels it. Mm-hmm. And the people, the circle that we have right now, I, not right now, but we've had, these, we've had these people with us for so long, they've never given up. 
And they've never also never stopped saying, how are you doing? What's going on? What's happening? Not how are you doing? What's going on? What's happening? Oh, you're doing that? I wish I could do that. Why am I not doing that? Yeah. I don't see that. Yeah. That could have been there. Yeah. It might be there a little bit. But I, I, like you said, I don't, I don't see it for the most part. No, I don't see it for the most part either. And I don't, and I don't foment it either. Well, you know, like the other thing too is it's funny when you, after you've been out here long enough, you know, people used to tell you like, yeah, that kid, you know, the kid in class who's like the worst one or not the worst one, but like, they're just like, oh, I don't think this kid's getting it. I really like him, you know, uh, he's really struggling with this and that and certain teachers or people want to dismiss this guy or girl and treat him bad. It's like, yeah, that. <laughs> Two weeks later, that kid's on a show, like right. a hit show that goes like 6,000 episodes, you know, and you're like, uh, you know, the callback for, you know, you know, for bun, for bun cream, you know, so, you know, but, uh, but you're not that guy. No, no. But I mean, I'm saying I've seen it happen over yeah. and over right. Really, right. now that I've been here right. long enough where I'm like, yeah, it happens. So, right. I, so I've taken that information like, yep. Yeah, Stuff like that happens. Right, right. So you, so you just don't know. No, you don't know. And there's also, you don't know how happy he is on the show. You don't know what it's like to be on true, that show. True. You don't know any of that stuff. All that you know is that the fact is that guy is on that show. That's the fact. And that's and, cool. Yes, and these things happen. Right, exactly. So I, but it used to freak me out, I guess. Part of it, too. Freak I never, you out because you want you wanted to understand the logic of all that? Kind of. You want to go, well, the cause and effect. If you're a jagoff, how is it that you got a fucking well, show? No, I like mean, that? they were never jagoffs, but right. pe- people wanted to just dismiss them as they got should it. get out of the business. Right, right, you right, know? right, right, right. And right. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know. Well, you shouldn't think, be so mean. I never liked when people were mean to them. No. So no, it's kind God. of like a weird, that made me uncomfortable. But the logic of it all, like, how they, what? Well, how I did think that for us, the greatest example of that, I mean, for me, would be uh, one of those things where you go, really him? Was Favreau, John Favreau. Um, the idea that when he was at Second City working bar back, you were like, what's gonna happen to John? Yeah. I'm worried about John. Right. <laughs> what's gonna happen to him? Yeah. And now, is, you know, top director. Yeah. And the, in the world. Yeah. He he had a lot. He he was super driven, of course. Right. But he was very talented. You know, like, he was a really talented artist. Right. And Pete and he and Pete were talented, like, cartoonists. And they, yes, and they I would remember. Make remember. cartoons, and they're like, who did this? And they're like, John and Pete did. Right. And they're like, really? Right. You know, like, no, I remember yeah. John doing um, artwork for Second City, the yeah. Turing Company. He did artwork for the Turing Company. Yeah. Right. And, like... So it was like, the more you got to be around him, you're like, oh, you know how to do that? Right. I mean, I remember him, he rode his motorcycle. That's right, he had that motorcycle. From New York. Right. In the, like, wintertime. Yep. And it broke down a couple times. Yeah. And he fixed it. Yeah. And kept, kept coming. Come on, man. Right? Yeah. Right? Yes. So, you know. That's really true. I like, forgot about all that stuff. I forgot yeah. about all that stuff. And and when you look at that, you, you don't know what's going on with this person. Yes. And to look at it and go, I I, I want to celebrate what the fuck you're doing. Right. And when we close ourselves off, because I've got friends who just get so jealous of why are you doing that? Why am I doing that? Why did you ask me to do that? Why did you ask them to do that and not me do that? And I think, I have very few people who, do that, who are in my life doing that anymore, but, but I feel like, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. 
You know, do your fucking thing and do it. Yeah. Or get out. Yep. Because you bitching about it or saying, why not me, why not me, doesn't make it happen. Right. It's true. It's true. It, it, yeah. I mean, and it's funny, like people who do do their thing in whatever, you know, realm of, of the arts. It, it was a revelation to me that, that you, yourself and Noel known each other forever. Third grade. Al? In, in Chicago, Al Rose. Al Rose, uh-huh. talented musician. Right. Crazy talented. Yeah. Uh, um, then I don't know where Robin comes in uh, on in that world. Robin, Rhonda? Uh, no, Robin. This uh, this guy who's a who's a violinist. Uh, he was a real character. Maybe Noel knows him from Gibbons. Steve Gibbons. Steve Gibbons. Yeah. He's another guy, but right. Robin is another musician. Uh, I don't know Robin. I don't think I know. But Robin. It was, it's just so funny that like there was like an art fair like Andersonville Days or uh-huh. whatever before right. we all moved. Right. And it's just like it was just a revelation. Like all these people are all pals and they're all doing different art. Right. And different. It was just it was just wild to me. You know I, what I mean? I know. I agree. And you're you're a Southside guy. Yeah. What parish? Well, a couple different parishes. Uh-huh. Um, first, when I was really small, uh, was uh, well, we did move twice. Well, Our Lady of Charity is the, the main one. So, Where was that? Fifty uh, seventh. Uh-huh. So, um, but the uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, people getting into the arts. Did they back? Did did you know people from there? That's one of the reasons. Not really. Right. A lot of musicians. Uh-huh. A lot of musicians. Uh-huh. Like a lot of rockers. Right. And uh, oh, I could see that though. But I could really but see that was that. like the main outlet. And then right. like different people you'd hear about later mm-hmm. who had split, you know, and they were a painter or something. But they never, like, it was never celebrated. You know, they're like, you want to do what? <laughs> I'll give you a smack. Oh, I was I I was in. Uh, I went to Northern Illinois University, and everybody that I had, everybody that I was hanging around with, I'm I'm North Side, right? You know, everybody from South Side, and uh, as far north as I was, they were South. Yeah. You know, you're 57. You know, you're 5700 South. I was 6600 North. Right. So you know, all like on opposite ends of Chicago, and these guys who were like. They didn't live in neighborhoods. They lived in parishes. Yeah. You know, Christ the King and, and Brother Rice and all those right. places. Right. Like, the, the Brother Rice is South Side too, right? South Yeah, Brother Rice is on Pulaski. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you, so you, I knew all those people and those people weren't artists. They were, no. they were guys that worked, uh, um, uh, Terrence Patrick Hennigan, Finn, AKA Finn. Finn worked a uh, graveyard shift at a graveyard. You yeah. know, that was his job. Right. Like digging graves. He right. worked the graveyard shift. It's like, at where? At the graveyard. That's where you work the fucking graveyard right. shift. But the fuckers were salt of the earth, man. Yeah. Hard working. And no one laughed like they did. And no one drank like they did. John Mahoney, no one laughed and drank like those people. Right. You know, and, 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 uh, uh, they inspired me in ways that I never fucking knew. And I'm so glad that I was with them. Yeah. But, you know, there were rugby players. Like, who the fuck plays rugby? I don't know who they Pat are. Pat Finn. Right, Pat Finn. And Chris. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Finn, like all these guys. Yeah. All these guys, they played it. And they're like, I felt so inspired by them. Yeah. And I don't hang out with them. Right. But they inspired me. Yeah. 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 Terrence John Patrick Hannigan. Like, <laughs> come on now. Ginger. Ginger. Pure and absolute ginger. You know? And it's like, roommate with those guys for four years in, high, in, in college. 
I go, I never knew anybody. Like they would say things like their girlfriends would, would some were dumb as a box of fucking rocks. Yeah. You know, they would, I would come down, I was upstairs. Uh, Where did you live? Where did you live? In DeKalb. In DeKalb, yeah. In DeKalb, I lived, uh, I lived uh, 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 First Street. First Street. Uh, First Street, which is right off, you know, uh, I lived at 421 First Street. And uh, so I lived off campus, but I also lived in Grant North and I lived in, like around there. Did you go there? I went there, I transferred there. And yeah. I lived, I lived with a bunch of football players and we lived down past the Newman Center, right Got by it. the Hillel. Behind the Hillel. Oh, I know exactly what On High Street Terrace. Uh, oh, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yes. Um, I have a confession to make. I once climbed a flagpole and stole a flag from the Newman Center. Oh, okay. Yeah, I stole the flag. I felt horrible about that. I still feel bad about that. <laughs> that was a good time college, though. Yeah. It was very good. That was oh, a good time. Back to your point. Brother Rice. You know, Zulovic, God rest his soul. Right. And, and Riley both were in the same class at... Riley. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yes. Right. And, oh, really? And supposedly he got into acting because it was either at... What park was it at? Uh, park district? At a park district in uh-huh. the summertime. He was being chased by the cops <laughs> uh, for doing something or by some other kids, and he ducked into the park district. I don't know if it was right behind Bogan. What park is that? I can't remember. And there was an acting class like for teens going on, and he was like, sat down. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the legend. Yeah. Right, That's right, the legend. right, right. So you know Riley? Uh, a little bit. I don't yeah. really, you know. He's great too, man. Yeah. But all those, like, the, the, the balls that y'all had on that side. <laughs> but I think it also, uh, what it had to do with, like, growing up with all the brothers and sisters. Yes. Uh, going to probably boys' schools, schools with only boys or schools with only girls. Yes. And holding your own. Yep. And getting the shit beat out of you. Yep. And being in either you, either you, you, you knew who the fuck you were or you bled a lot. Yes. Or both. Right. And ran. And ran. Yeah. Um, now for me, I grew up and we went to Hebrew school. Come on. You know, <laughs> Hebrew school? Really? Jews were never on the fucking football team. Um, and uh, it was boys and girls. And we went to overnight camp. It was really nice, and we did prayers. And like, no wonder the, the people that live next to me, the, the fish, the the Irish people, would like make fun of me, or the O'Hara's down the street would get in a fucking fight. So like, who the fuck are you? Crazy. That Crazy. Town. That town. So wonderful. It is wonderful. But what's also wonderful is the connection that we all had, and the pressure that built up into yeah. having places like. The Annoyance Theater and Second City and Players Workshop and all those places and everybody just going, you're in it, I'm in it. Let's 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 get in the fucking trenches together. Yeah. yeah. God God bless Mick because you know the, the joke Mick Napier because mm-hmm. the joke about and the you know the adage about uh, misfit uh, you know Island of Misfit Toys. It's right. really true. I mean, like there there are people who are talented who didn't get into the touring company who are going to quit. Uh, other people who are just odd but um you know i don't know he didn't know they right. didn't know really what they wanted to do right but he said here here's a place here's some here's a place if you if you choose to right. if you'd like to right here's i invite a, you to. i invite you to be a part of this place to <laughs> right. do these things i don't you know I, I, and thank god for that because i think a whole giant swath of people would have been just lost well to, I, I, to the scene thank you so much for reminding me of that mike because uh when we first started 
doing the Metroform stuff. Yes. I remember these were people that didn't get on on Herald teams that Sharna just went, that I don't know, you're no good anymore. And these people were like, what do you mean I'm no good anymore? And right. Nick, would, and, Nick and, and all of us would go, would say, you know, Joe and Joe Bill and Susan Messing, and we'd go, come on, join us. We're going to do this crazy fucking thing. We don't know what it is. Right. It's like, what is it? We don't know what it is. Right. I have no idea what it is. But uh, but what? But we do it. And they go, okay, we're going to do it because we're, we're going to do it. Right. And... And the openness of that, and, and we keep going back to this, like not shutting somebody out because they are that, yes. that person. Yep. Because really, at the, at we, we, I want to be given that opportunity. And if I want to be given that opportunity to, to, to um, evolve, then I've got to let other people evolve as well. Yeah. And, and, and it's not about me telling you how to speak. It's about me listening to what you have to say. And that goes back to improvisation too. Yeah, all of that. And and uh, like the people again, going back to the people that we surround ourselves with. Right. You know, like Chris Cahill, who's just so connected, and she's a great example. Your sister-in-law. She's a great example of being connected. Right. And not making assumptions, and letting one thing open up and blossom into something else, and blossom into something else, and blossom into something else. Yeah. Yeah, and she's been like that ever since I met her. Right. You know. And has been a part of multiple, you know, sub scenes in the art world, you know. Yes. Uh, you know, just and good at all of them. Right. And evolving and, and like, oh, I'm going to try something else. And you're like, so I think other people would have been like, well, that, you, you're so good at this. Why would you ever? I think um, everyone, right. I think people were really surprised when she stopped doing her, her, her painting. Right. In that way. I don't, you know, she didn't stop. Right. She just. Took a pause. Yes. She's pausing. And, and, and fearless, too. Just fearless about right. it, you know? Oh, absolutely fearless. And I think a lot of people that I look at and I go, oh, I really like what they do. Those are the fearless people. Who's that? Oh, Tim Meadows was saying, you know, what he's, he remembers having a conversation with his brother saying, his brother, uh, Tim telling his brother, um, I'm scared of this thing. And his brother saying, Rodney, I think his brother's name is Rodney. Um, what do you, you think is going to happen? What's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Are you going to die? Are you going to die? And Tim goes, no, I'm not going to die. It's like, so what are you going to, you know, what are you scared of? Yeah. What are you scared of? And how many people I look at, and, and I'm going to go back to Neil Flynn. Yeah. I'm going to look at Neil and say, he has fear, but I would never, I, I, I don't see it. Right. Pete Holney, I would look at and go, you're not afraid to fucking do anything. Oh, no, he's not. He's not. Keckner, fearless. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly, exactly. The naked trucker, like the idea of naked trucker, naked, having, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, sure. Fearless. Yeah. Mick, fearless. Fearless. And I, I don't know that I get it right, but the, that, that thing about the only thing you have to fear is fear itself. Because it's like the only thing you have to fear is the word fear. Is that what that means? Yeah, or the, the grip of it. Uh-huh. And yet we're all still out here doing this thing. Yeah. And there has to be a reason for it. Because it, you, you could be scared of it. You could let it crush you. And I look at the people that have left here, that have left L.A. Yeah. And gone to somewhere else. They didn't leave because they couldn't take it anymore. They evolved into that next thing. Yeah. And who am I to look at them and go, oh, they failed. Yeah. They don't feel that way. No, I don't think so. No. They evolved into something else. I mean, 
that's the back end of the famous quote is go west young man everyone always just remembers the front end and the back end of the quote is and grow up with the country god damn you know so i mean if as performers we did that then you know we grew up with you know ourselves and what we're trying to do and, right. and would continue to you right. know that's a great place to end oh, damn that's <laughs> really good <laughs> um uh, thank you thanks for having me Thank you for listening to ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrosowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic.